this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. Uh, all right, I guess we better get started. Yes. So this is our CRE Rewired room, despite what it says up top. Um, this is a room where we're going to talk about positive, creating positive disruption in the world of commercial real estate, um, but it's also recorded. So we are going to use this content everywhere possible. So if you don't want to hear it uh, or you don't want anyone to hear what you might have to say, then just keep that in mind when you come on stage. And we're off. <laughs> All right. I think a little bumpy, but we're good. Let's start with the – it's funny because initially like when – people would use the word disruptor, you know, and like, like I think it has a negative connotation. Um, but I love that you're using positive disruption. And I think we actually, we were talking about that that. and that came up together. Um, but it, it, right. Because I, I used to say, "Ah, I don't really like being referred to as a disruptor. I'd, I'd prefer to be called an innovator. Yep. Yeah. Disruptor sounds like you want to be violent. Or you want to be like, or it's perceived as being potentially like a little bit more aggressive, I think. I agree. I agree. <laughs> like you're disrupting. Raw. Yeah. Disrupt. <laughs> you guys are missing the show. I mean, this is so funny. <laughs> On both. It's great. Yeah, no, it, is. it seems like, like a gladiator. Like you're, like you're taking this, the village. Exactly. So positive disruption, I, I think, is exactly what we're doing. So I, I, I like that. We're going to have to. We're gonna to have to go far with that. So welcome everybody. Yeah, let's uh, let's. Why don't we? Why don't we just throw out a topic and start jamming on it? Morgan, why don't you kick us off here? Kick us off with with your thoughts on just you know what what's what's going on. What kind of changes you think we're gonna see? You know, as brokers, real estate brokers, in this digital era. Yeah, I mean, changes, we're going to see a lot. I mean, we already are seeing a lot, you know, more leveraging on the social media side and the brokerages focusing more on the agent. Agent focused is huge and it's getting more, it's becoming more and more aware that companies need to focus on their people, focus on their agents, um, and help them succeed. Because in a world that's so hustle and grind, you know, especially the younger professional that's starting out needs that support, that mentorship, um, that, that help those resources where, you know, it, they may go into a big national brokerage thinking that that's where they're going to find that. And they may not be able to find that there. So I think it's really huge to, you know, raise awareness of why we are doing what we're doing and why we're so passionate about making this disruption or innovation of the commercial real estate industry. You know, we are rewiring the industry rewiring our brains to become more agent focused and digitally driven as well, because we are on the brink of, I mean, we've entered into the digital world, but like you said last week, we are at the infancy of it. 
So, I mean, I just think that's a major important part of what we're doing and, and how we are going to be shifting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, uh, Kyle, you sent around, you sent me this article, this Deloitte article on preparing for the future of commercial real estate. Yeah. Uh, it's all about that. It's all about redefining the talent experience. Uh, and it's calling out how the CRE sector relies heavily on older employees and, uh, you know, the far there, there are, are, are there's a much larger percentage of uh, just older folks in general in the industry, and that's that's uh, not surprising. Uh, and by the way, I'm I'm, ge- I'm getting older now, so uh, <laughs> how I feel about this. Um, but you know, it, 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 I always like to think that and say that it's it's really challenging to to uh, not only it's challenging to, to to survive as a commercial real estate broker, and anytime there's a down economy uh, or something like a pandemic that comes and forces everybody to, you know, stay stay home. Essentially, you know, those those younger generations get wiped out. And you know, 2008, so many many of my friends, uh, you know, were forced out of the industry, and and you know, that's that's a big problem. You know, that's that. That's why uh, there's so, I think, so much fewer young people entering the commercial real estate industry, and and, and we're trying to change that. Yeah, I mean, that that article, I thought, I mean, it's like reading a little bit of a textbook, so I've been breaking it down into pieces, but, you know, it, it, it goes right in on everything that we've been talking about. You know, it, it says that there's some ridiculous statistic. I think it's like 50, 45% of commercial real estate employees were 55 or older compared to 4% in the 19 to 24 age range. That's crazy. Wow. 4%, you know, and Four. I think it's, yeah, that's wild. And I think that it's, it's like a, it's an indicator that, you know, it's not attractive. You know, when you have Google and all these other tech companies that have, uh, you know, different incentives to work there and, and, and intriguing, um, you know, dynamic team dynamic, more collaborative, more, more creative, fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Creative and fun because that's how the younger generations are like are wired these days. You know what I mean? Because of all the yeah. social media and everything going on, they need that sort of environment that they can be creative and they can have a little bit of fun and let loose, so to say a little bit. So that way, you know, their morale stays there. Yeah. And that's huge. Absolutely. I, I uh, BizNow interviewed me uh, earlier in the week on, uh, they were asking me as a leader in the industry, how do you feel about, you know, work from home and, and you know, how that's going to have an impact on, on the industry as a whole? What are you doing, you know, at Faber? What's your on that? And I was like, I was laughing. I'm like, work from home. I'm like, work from anywhere, man. Like, you know, yeah. this is a lifestyle. Like, you know, I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, you know, we at Saber are all about, you know, allowing people to. We we want people to be in a role that makes them happy, right? Happy usually means productive, and it's a vibe, right? At the end of the day. You know, for our for our uh, our employees, it's you know if you want to work from home several days a week, 
and you can get your work done and and you know we don't see a, a, a decline in your work product or you know so on and so forth go for it like why would I want you you know forced to come to your desk if it makes you miserable when you could be as productive or more productive potentially working from home and and more important happier if that makes you happy then you're probably again you're gonna you're gonna enjoy uh what you do and and you know saber is gonna benefit from that so you know i think i think there's gonna be so many people that quit their jobs after uh, everybody's forced back to to their offices it's interesting they talk about you know the 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 traditional skills that were required in commercial real estate so they have it listed here as finance and accounting, sales and marketing, and property management, and like how those skills have progressed over from 2014 to 2019, and things like finance and accounting are, are top of the list, and then it goes down to sales and marketing, and then, then property management. But the skills that are coming behind it and that are important in, I guess, the you know job tradition in, in advanced um, in in the job overall job sphere, these skills are, are in demand. Data analytics and AI, software development, and cloud computing, the gap between the, those new skills that are required in, in the job market and the traditional skills in, that commercial real estate has you know, typically looked for is like 20%. Like it's this mat on the chart, it's like this massive gap. And the, the way they're placing it, putting this here is that if, if brokerages don't adapt and embrace technology, where where are they headed? Completely, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's interesting. It says uh, many CRE firms needed to revamp and upgrade talent processes before the pandemic. Now the needs are even more pressing. Here are, here are steps leaders can take to transform the people side of their bi- businesses. It's basically saying that COVID exposed the CRE industry's arch- archaic approach to talent. And you know, again, I. I you know, I think we're we're very unique in the industry, and we're very innovative and uh, early adopters to to you know different things, and we take a, a fresh approach that that is not customary in the commercial real estate space. So none of this is, you know, it, it, I don't read this article and get get frightened like, oh shit, we're in trouble. We need it's you know this makes me smile because I'm like you know maybe other companies will start to get it the same way that they're starting to realize how important, uh, you know, leveraging social and digital marketing is uh, for us. Yeah. I mean, to me, this was like, wow. Yeah. This is, this is like an in-depth report of what's going on. And it's, you know, it, it, it was good to see the, you know, the, the meat behind all the thoughts and the things that we throw out there that, you know, are, are reinforced daily at Sabre and, and the things that we talk about on a regular basis. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, I'm, I'm curious if, if anyone in the audience has, has experienced, uh, either side of this, you know, right. Have they seen like a tremendous, Hey, my traditional brokerage, we've all of a sudden done X or, you know, have you, um, been on the flip side where you're like, you know, we're so antiquated. This is what we do. And I would wonder why you're still there. You know, what are you going to do about it? So, um, I would love to hear some perspective if anyone is willing to share. Yeah, Lisa raised her hand. We could bring her up. And then I think there was a question on LinkedIn. Yeah, this is um, – I think this is – he wants he to share the article. the article. Yeah. Yeah. Why right, don't we – Yeah, I can a, share the article. Yep, the I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Great, great article. Um, look forward to digging deeper into it. All right. Yeah, and another thought, if nobody's... Oh, Lisa, I would love to hear, you know, if you are experiencing this and what are you seeing changes within your brokerage? Are you seeing any changes? Um, and if not, you know, how can, what can we do about that? You know, how can we make that push or that initiative to bring that change? Well, I'm Lisa from Long Island. Um, I'm seeing a lot of what you guys are talking about. I mean, as a newbie woman coming into the field and I'm evaluating everything, I hate to say it, but people don't have passion and drive and, you know, not for nothing, but it's kind of like an older person. I'm 56, so I could say this. <laughs> it's an older person's um, lack of wanting to step out of their comfort zone and learn these um, innovative ways to expose themselves to, you know, the opportunities. And it's unfortunate they're not, not committed to learning. They don't want to really get uncomfortable. And, you know, they lost their drive because they're comfortable and they don't want to be uncomfortable. And that's where I think even if you're older, if you have the passion and the drive and you're committed to learning, it could be a whole new world. You know, as I'm dealing with people, I feel like, you know, I'm very um, disappointed with what shows up to represent the, the, the commercial space in lots of ways. Not to say, you know, not to say that everybody's like this, but you know, 75% of the time I'm really not impressed with the agents. So I think that it's more of stepping out of your comfort zone, learning how to learn new things, because COVID gave me an opportunity to really drive myself to something to as to represent myself. So with that said, um, I think it's a big opportunity for people who want to learn and love what they do, because I think that's paramount. And I, I think that a lot of people will be uh, pushed out of the industry because they lock the drive. And um, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Hmm. Thanks for I, sharing, Lisa. You know, I, Corey sent me a text just now. That, you know, that, It's interesting to point out that that article is a year old. You know what I mean? Like, and so I would just say that the, the pandemic has really brought this stuff to light. I mean, I had a phone call with a broker yesterday and their, their first comment was, you know, basically, do I have the right number? Am I talking to the right person? And how much am I getting paid on this? Where's the, the date of this article? I don't see a date. Um, um, let's see. Maybe at the bottom. Let's see. I shared it. If you guys want, if you guys want to see the article, um, I'm going to put it in the chat on the LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn stuff, on the, on the LinkedIn messaging. So it'll be there. Um, yeah. Where's the date? I don't know. Oh, he's going to tell me. Corey's going to tell me. Go uh, Corey. September 20, <laughs> September 2020 is at the top September, 2020. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting, interesting to, 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 to learn that. I mean, considering everything that's, this seems like it was written yesterday. Yeah. So that's uh, crazy. I, I just flipped to another, uh, page here and you know pivoting ahead COVID-19 has put nearly every corporate leadership team in uncharted territory for commercial real estate organizations the grinding halt in the use of a variety of real estate spaces and new dynamics around reoccupancy and reuse were unimaginable at the beginning of the year 
The need to quickly change and adapt has never been so high. Given these recent recent developments, clearly being digital could be critical to the CRE to CRE organizations' future success and relevance. As this report indicates, the talent in implications are vast. CRE leaders should rethink and adapt the way their employees work, embed technology into their decision making, redefine skills, talent processes, and practice to meet new demands. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, that's a that's a big, it's a like it's a big lift for these big companies to try to do that. I mean, how do you even begin to do it? I don't know. All right, like, how do you ad- adapt to this so quickly? Is the industry are these big guys just too big to to turn, so they're going to ignore it, or they're doing something beneath the surface, or they're going to do a watered down version? Like, how do how do you? I just don't see it. It's like trying to turn a cruise ship versus me having like a little seventeen foot Boston whaler. I'm gonna be a lot more agile out there than, than this big ass ship that's trying to make a, a left turn. You know, that's what that's what I envision in my mind. Yeah, especially since you have all these agents that are stuck in their ways. Um, they've been doing this for 20, 30 years. Don't want to change anything, and it's like, how do you get them to start adapting these new ways? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think that. I think the the folks that are so set in their ways just continue to do things the same way that they've been doing them forever. Um, you know, I think it's really younger people that will, as they Start continue to, change. to, yeah. Well, that I mean, think about it. Like, and Kyle, you and I talk about this. Like, it, can you just give but give people a computer and a phone today and expect them to like? you know, survive and thrive in this business and just have them go, you know, canvas streets day in, day out and, you know, wish them best of luck and, and them actually decide to stay in this business. I don't think so. I don't think mm. the younger generations are going to, you know, are going to tolerate the things that a lot of us had to do, uh, you know, for me 20 years ago to establish myself in this business. I, I don't see that being the, the way of the future for commercial real estate brokerage. Um, no, I think, absolutely not. Like, who's going to do that? I don't. I, well, I wouldn't want to do it again. Well, and I can definitely relate to that because I am a. I'm new into industry. I am late twenties, so still pretty young, um, and I was grinding on the phone and constantly going to, we called it doorstepping, but it's canvassing as well. And I started to get bored out of my mind. It was the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, the the best, the best part of it was going out and talking with these business owners and seeing their concepts and what they have going on. But at the same time, you know, sometimes I would go into these businesses, they'd do you have an Instagram? Do you do anything else? social media? no, we don't do anything. It's so it's just bringing it to life that everything now is online is technology driven, data driven. And, you know, to stay afloat, you've got to, we've got to stay on top of it. We've got yeah. to start innovating more. And go, like Morgan, when you and I first met and, and you were talking about like what you're doing, you know, just really uh, obviously hyper local, you know, just speaking to business owners and 
more or less trying to convince local business owners to open other locations. And yeah, and that and the thing that, about it was I was I wasn't putting the data behind how I was selecting their spaces. Right. Yeah, well, you didn't I, know like you didn't, you know, and, and I think that, you know, there's also I think the opposite extreme, like you worked for a smaller local firm. And, you know, I think those smaller local firms also, you know, are operating like it's 1997 for the most part, and they don't have the access to the data, the tools and the resources that, you know, a company that that uh, truly understands how to develop national strategies for businesses can, you know, combine both the art and the science, which is really what we do. And the minute that, you know, like the fact that you had some experience was, was exciting to me because I'm like, Morgan, listen, like you could take the experience that you have and then we can train you on how to, how to actually work with these larger brands, design their national strategies and execute that. And now you're basically you're you're set up for success really early on in your career because you were coming into existing accounts that are very active and you're not cold calling, canvassing, you know, banging the phones just trying to land a client which is yeah. you know which is very very which is frustrating, you know, for for anybody. Um, you know, you, it's very, it's, it's such, again, there's just an easier way to go about it. Uh, if people are going to look out for you and, and set you up for success. And I don't think that means that other companies don't want that for their people. I think they do want it. They just don't know how to do it, to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's, and I think, you know, being more appealing to the younger professional and, bringing more life into the industry. And that's what I'm really passionate about because it's very rare that I meet uh, a woman, a woman. Yeah. Because it's, it is really a male dominant industry. Um, A woman that is my age or younger that is loving or passionate about the, about the industry. You know, it's very, very rare. And so that's something that, I really want to bring to life is helping these younger professionals or making the industry more appealing to these younger professionals. So they are more willing to, it's more attractive to them to come in and make the life uh, that they want to make. I just saw the, um, the women's panel for EXP. And, and I saw that we have like, I think like seven or eight women on that panel. You're one of them, right, Morgan? I think, yeah. And a couple, I think it's in, maybe the end of the month. But, you know, when I saw that, it was, yeah, it's just so exciting to, to see, you know, we, have, I know we, I love it. It's, it's awesome. You know, even if you're good, even if you get in this industry and you're good at, let's say you can go out there and, and you do have to go out to the market a bit, drive around. Yeah. But then it's also the training piece. And then it's like, then what? I don't know about, I mean, my experience was, okay, go out and get these guys. But okay. Yeah. They, they want to, they want to, you know, they, they want to chat with us a little further. They want to learn a little bit more. And it was like, okay, you know, uh, there's nothing to point to. There's nothing, there's no process behind it. It was just kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, get them to, to see this place. 
I mean, there's got to be there's got to be a more collaborative process to that. There's got to be something that's more, you know, feels like a team. You know, my brother-in-law works in uh, software, and he's one of these groups of people that are missing this collaborative experience of being in the office because he's like, we don't have the same creativity. We don't have the same energy. Like, we need to be creating constant solutions for like he works in in the customer support kind of like to get people to stay on their platforms. How how do we come up with these collaborative ideas when everybody's disconnected? And I feel like that collaborative piece should be happening like when you bring a broker on and, and they go do what they have to do in terms of getting new business, but then what? Like the training's not there either. Like even if they kill it with their personal brand, they go out and they, you know, they, they make the connections, you're left out there to, to, to dangle in the wind. I mean, that was my experience anyway. I don't know if you guys had a different experience, let me know. But I, it was completely like, well, this can't be the way this works at a company this big. Kind of like a fake, it, fake it till you make it. Totally. Jen wants to come up on stage. Perfect. Hey, Jen, what's up? How are hey. you? Good morning. Hey. Hey, good morning. So I just wanted to share something quick. Um, when Julie and I were with SVN, we had both joined um, a lady that said she wanted to build a powerhouse lady broker team. So we were like, yeah, this is for us. And we didn't even know each other at that point. And we joined up and we quickly learned that what the promise was, was far from the execution. And she was basically, you know, new to the industry. I'd been around a while and I'm, you know, I was there, I think a month before her. And so I'm in my groove and I'm working on stuff and she's sitting right behind me. And I can see that all they've done is said, watch webinars. This is going to teach you just watch these webinars. And she's oh, sitting God. there for hour after hour. And I, I'm watching this poor girl like crumble. No one's talking to her. No one's coaching her. No one's asking her for anything, no input, no involvement. They just said, watch it at SBN. And I, at some point I finally turned around and I said, you know, I don't mean to overstep or anything because we don't know each other, but I'm happy to help you if you're looking for, you know, some guidance because I can see you're kind of wilting back here. She was like, yes. And so I typed up a script for her just to, for a cold call. And she was like, that, that made, all the difference. Like I could see it. she was coming alive and I was like, man, th they're going to lose talent. I, this girl's sharp. And you know, you obviously see where we ended up, but yeah, it, it's sticking someone in a corner and telling them to watch webinars. You got to be kidding oh. me. It's, it's sad. Honestly, it's, you know, they don't have, they don't even have a chance to survive, you know, and, and, and it's not, it's not a, uh, it, it has nothing to do with their potential. You know, it's like, how could, how could anybody thrive learning from webinars, you know? And, and, but what I, it's, it's also, I guess it's just, it's really all about collaboration, like being in a culture that, that, you know, that allows just, just people enjoy working together and helping each other out, which has always been a challenge, I think, for commercial real estate, right? Like we always talk about how it's a really the majority of the more traditional companies come from a scarcity mindset rather than an abundance mindset. So, you know, these, the, the more senior level folks believe that if I give you something that it means I'm, you know, obviously taking it away from myself, and I think that's a very backwards approach. And I, I think that has changed a lot. Though. There's a, more of a collaborative nature in the industry as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. I think of it like, and I think I made this analogy before as much as, much as it kind of sickens me to talk about this team. But, you know, like the New England Patriots, how many times have they, you know, in terms of building a team, right? Like they'll take 
somebody that people are like, you know, he doesn't fit, doesn't work, but somebody in the organization, which is kind of up for debate right now, but was like, we're like, if we show him what we do and how we do things, that little glimmer or whatever they see in that person's eye, we're going to take that and that person's MVP, their, you know, all-star wide receiver, their whatever they are. And I just think of things the same way. Like you're bringing somebody on the team to make everybody better, but you're like, don't worry about what we're doing over here. Like that, that would be like having this guy that you just bring on the team go work out in another facility. And then when we're going to come check on you every once in a while. And if you're not doing what we're doing over here, we're going to get mad at you. But if you like, it just doesn't make it, it made no sense to me. I like literally sitting in the corner of an office, like, hello, like what the fuck is going on here? It's funny that you say that because I, a, a young guy uh, who's in the business a year reached out to me last week, and and he, we were just uh, just catching up, getting to know each other, and and he's he, we had similar you know mutual friends. One of them told him to reach out to me, and we're talking, and I'm like, where where are you right now? He's, oh, we're I'm in my company headquarters, which is in. Uh, in New Jersey. I said, Oh, that's great. He's like, yeah. I'm like, so tell me about like, how's it going? Like what's going on? He's like, well, you know, there's nobody on the leasing on the retail side of, uh, of the business in leasing in the Jersey office. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, no, everybody that I report to is in Ohio. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so, (laughs) and by the way, this is somebody that's in the business for, I'm sorry. He just got into the business. He was a few months in. So for him, it's like if you're on an island, you know, working for a company that's a large company that does everything, right? So they don't just do retail. They do retail. They do office. They do right. So now you're in this environment in an office every day with not with the retail group, with the office industrial group. But you focus. No, you just got into the business. It's like, dude, really? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out, but you know, I don't want to impose that on you. <laughs> you know where to find me. Yeah. yeah I, I remember being in, uh, there was like a meeting and they were like, you know, if you ever need anything, these two guys over here, they run the research department, just reach out to them for tenants in the market, you know, comps, you know, kind of, they got it all over there. I'm like, God, oh, that's pretty sweet. Get to know the kid at lunch. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to stop by your desk later and talk about some retail stuff. He's like, I don't really, we don't really do that. I'm like, perfect. So what the hell, what do you hear? What do I do? So I don't, I don't like, he's like, we don't have any comps on retail. I think he goes, I think I have one from like three years ago. I'm like, <laughs> like, where do you like, okay, never mind. I'll go back to my desk and just ignore everybody again. That seems like what you want here. Yeah, but that's it's interesting because we were on a uh, on a pitch yesterday, and the 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 prospect was asking about retail comps, and because they they're they're a lot more familiar with the residential space, this company, and we had to explain to them that there's no like real central you know database for comps the same way that there is on residential. You know, obviously there's CoStar and there's other things that you could pull comps from, but you know, those, uh, the comp information in residential is like, you know, it's, it's uh, to everybody uh, and you don't have to work for, you know, you could just go on the internet and find anything that you want. And I mean, it would be ridiculous to think that that's not coming in commercial, right? Like 
I mean, so I feel like in those, those different things, like where, you know, brokers are the gatekeepers to a lot of that information and, and collect that data on their own. You know, I think that that once that starts to come to fruition, I think, you know, that's going to change the role of a broker and an advisor, uh, in a major way too. Um, but again, it's, it's just how far behind commercial is to other segments like residential. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually going through the process of buying a house right now. And just even on like the mortgage side, just like the boom, here's the email, the list of the stuff I need. Here's the, okay, you need to sign this e-doc, send it back to me. Okay. Got it. Property inspection report in one day, 72 pages. The guy's doing it with like his iPhone. He's taking pictures of like the boiler, putting notes and all this stuff one day. Like how, I mean, we are like so expedited. Oh my God. It's so fast. I couldn't believe it. And it's like, yeah, everything. Why, why not? Why not? Like, why not use the tool? So if you have stuff like that, like the comps that are at your fingertips and those are, that's just your toolkit and like how you use it and how you're able to adapt is what's going to, I think, define individuals and brokers going, brokerages going forward. I want to know why do y'all think that what got us so, what got the industry so behind? That's a good question. I mean, I think that the majority of the industry is just run by, you know, traditional older white dudes who, you know, just feel like the business operates a certain way because it has always been that way. Uh, And I think it's kind of like the trickle down effect from there. Right. So it's just, you know, there's uh, it's a very why do you think that the majority of the people in the business are in that age range? Right. You don't you don't have an influx of young people coming in that are able to move the needle in a major way, you know, uh, to implement all of the different things that we're talking about. Um, And that's why, you know, we're all so passionate about, you know, doing our part to really, uh, you know, add that positive disruption to to the industry. And, you know, I I feel like that's, you know, that's really what my purpose is, is to, is to, you know, make an impact on the industry by giving younger people uh, an opportunity to come in and have a voice and, 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 and become successful so they can, you know, be in the industry long enough to actually make an impact and change. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. There's the, it's funny that you say that because there's a, um, in that article, again, it's it's this figure four thing. It says, imbuing digital capabilities into the DNA of an organization. And it has a thing that they're calling it the legacy DNA of basically the industry. And it's basically the legacy DNA of the commercial real estate industry says, slow but innovating, siloed, hierarchical, cautious, um, and customer focused. But the digital DNA is agile, collaborative, distributed, exploratory and customer centric. I think those are that this this chart explains a lot and particularly the one that 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 goes into the um the 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 the, the legs of DNA where it says agile, the constant disruption and changes to the nature of the work and continuously innovating, you know, fail early, fail fast and learn faster, morphing team structure, building dynamic skills, focus on teamwork and geographic geography agnostic. It's us. Like yeah, wow. exactly. Like that is, and yeah, exactly. And it's like, 
<laughs> I mean, and it just makes so much sense. And it's uh, it's it's. And I think that to to what your point, what what Morgan brought up is these this siloed thing is what really I think kind of keeps everything so stagnant. Like I do office, I've been doing office for this many years. I'm going to stay here and I'm not going to tell anybody, oh, I may, I've built all these relationships over the years. Why would I share? Go make your own relationships. Yeah, that scarcity, okay, <laughs> yeah. lack mindset. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because, you know, on, on the Hello Jenny front, you know, we're interacting with a lot of the marketing uh, companies, I'm sorry, the marketing uh, departments for big companies and you know, the, the, it, it's amazing how little uh, knowledge that mark, these marketing companies have when it comes to social media. I, it, you know, it's almost it, they're approaching social media as if it's like, you know, still uh, years away from being relevant. You know, it's like it's it's an afterthought. It's and and it's just crazy because when you think about it, if you have a lot of you know, older folks in the marketing department, of course, they're not social media savvy. And, and you know, it, it's almost like everybody thinks that social media should be handled by like their daughter, you know, or like yeah. their their niece or nephew. And they it's like, oh, just, you know, give it to Susie to handle, you know, like there's not a, it's not even a profession. It's like. You know, you just give it to a kid. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't waste your time. It's a complete waste of time. Keep sending e-blasts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got Jeff raising his hand. Come on up, Jeff. I'm going to go contrary in here, guys. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, hey, I, I, um, uh, I'm a commercial real estate broker and I've worked at the biggest shops and, um, we're in the smallest shops. So I've seen it from both sides. Give and us, I'm, I'm yeah. not positive that the new way totally works by itself. I think, I think there's a blend. Like you're, when you're saying like social media, I haven't picked for the effort that you put onto social media versus the return. Are you getting, you know, back those clients or our office clients or our retail clients on social media looking for, you know, relationships with people that you know that are, are brokers or that do uh office space or have office space or or have retail space or that kind of thing and are you know or or is it just better just to pick up the phone and just say hello to somebody yeah, that you don't know that's uh, a great a great point because we by no means think that social media is the answer to how to be a good broker we, we believe that you have to do both. We believe that you have to do the traditional things that have worked since the beginning of time. Uh, but, but in order to be uh, as successful as possible today, moving forward into the future, that you have to implement a digital approach, uh, which incorporates social media. So I hope that answers your question. I think today's dialogue, we're just you know jamming on uh, the, the, the digital era and, and what's going on. Uh, in, in, in the world, so to speak, and how far behind commercial real estate is. But Jeff, give us a little context. What side of the business are you on? Uh, I'm a office leasing broker, and I have been uh, since 2009. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. So. Yeah. So Jeff, you know, and we also most of our audience uh, is is retail focused. Uh, so I don't know that you're, you know, I don't I don't know the office world as well as you do, obviously. 
Um, and you know, for us, like I could tell you, I've landed so many clients that are retailers or fitness concepts or restaurant concept by, you know, doing, uh, video pieces on them, uh, prior to, to even knowing who they are and tagging them in, uh, you know, on Instagram. Uh, so, you know, it's been very, a major, uh, very positive impact in, in my business. Uh, and it's allowed us to grow Sabre from a New York Metro company into a national firm. So, uh, it's been tremendous for us. I've seen your signs everywhere. And I can even tune in. I can even tune into this because yeah, definitely the old, you know, some of the traditional ways definitely you still need, uh, and bringing and being able to mesh those two together because say, if you do want to get in the door with a client, if, if it's an office client, um, you know, and, and you want to help them, you know, how can you serve them and in a way that's going to bring them more business as well? That's going to help their business because that's what we're about, right? We want to help people in their businesses, whether it's, you know, promoting them and get, helping them get more business or helping them save money on rent, um, moving spaces to that'll better fit their needs. And this is something that I was doing with when I was um, working more locally with my other boutique brokerage was there is this website that was catered more towards residential realtors, but it was called parkbench.com. And what it was is you would, and it was for the local community, you would go and you'd interview these business owners and help and basically interview them, put the, put the video on this website and park bench on the back end did all the SEO, did all the analytics and everything that goes into being able to bring that page on top of Google search, you know, say if you're a chiropractor, um, Google best chiropractor in San Antonio. Um, and if you had the right keywords in there, it would, pop it up to one of the first first pages, the first search search pages on Google. And so, and I think, and that goes into one, picking up the phone and making the appointment with this business owner to interview them, so cold call, and two, bringing in the digital media aspect of it and interviewing them, putting them on video, whether it's a, a video, a podcast, or even doing a blog on them, will help in so many ways. And that that's where it really will get your foot in the door to create this relationship instead of just cold calling and be like, Hey, you know, when's your lease up? Um, yeah. I help people in office. I help people in office space and the retail space, uh, lease out, lease out spaces for them, you know, instead of doing that, creating that warm relationship and then being like, Hey, look, I can help you with your with your lease, if you need to renew, if you need to relocate, if you need to re- expand, and then that opens them up more instead of you just getting on the phone saying, "Hey, can I help you with your lease?" Yeah, and I think you know, as somebody who uses a lot of digital marketing for his business, I think Jeff sounds like you have a ton of experience, and that um, that experience translates into value, and you can provide that value in whatever form you see you know, fit for you, a blog, a video, um, whatever the case is, a podcast. And I think what that helps to do is build credibility and top of line awareness for you. And in our industry, um, you know, it's so much 
you know, traditionally that you'll, Hey, I have this property. I'm going to cold call you. Let me send you the flyer, et cetera. But how much more impactful is it to send a video of you walking the space, showing the conference room, showing where the, the food service is, you know, the, the layout, the design, the elevator, whatever you're going to show there. I think that helps really. I mean, it's not going to be so much of your time. You know, you're going to be, um, you know, you're creating marketing pieces anyway, or somebody's creating them. I think that if you start to think of this business further down the line, um, you know, if I if I tried to send my daughter, say, hey, I want to show you something, I'm going to send you a, a PDF of this to look at it. She'd be like, why don't you just send me a video? Or like, why do you why are you calling me? Why aren't you FaceTiming me? Why aren't you know like they're living at a different they're living uh, they're living ahead of us. So I think if you think of it like that, it it, it does make sense. And obviously, cold calling still is a big part of it. But followed up with with that video, I think is going to be way more impactful, and I think your clients would appreciate it. It's also there's it's not just us as as a you know the commercial real estate industry that's sort of like behind you know to ninety seven or whatever. Look at like bulge bracket investment banks and you know and how they you know behave and with regard to having uh, you know everything's on a spreadsheet and everything's Excel and you know the um, the associates that's that they live in Excel. There's a lot. I think there's a lot of um, you know businesses that haven't really adopted you know what's what's out there. I'm sort of a hybrid. You know, I do both. Um, I have uh, I use a Salesforce. I have a a dialer that I use. Um, I use a lot of you know different data sources. You know, CoStar, CompStack, um, etc. But yeah. listen, I think really the underlying theme here for us is. You know, we, as a result of developing more of a personal brand and, uh, you know, it's allowed business to come our way uh, for really, you know, in addition to the other traditional things that we do, you know, Jeff, I've had so many conversations with people like you over years where the conversation starts like this and then I'm like, yo, dude, you should like step up your Instagram game. And you should do this. You should do that. And the people who were like mad initially are like now crushing, you know, crushing shit. They've they've doubled what their income is, and they just you know were hesitant to really go all in um, for different reasons. And you know, I'm not saying that that's you. I'm saying you know I don't think you could really understand the power power of using these digital platforms without, you know, doing it at a high level. And, and, you know, I, we encourage that for everybody, but everybody has a different level of, um, you know, comfort doing that because it's very uncomfortable, uh, to Lisa's point earlier, you know, creating video content and walking around the streets and, you know, and, and having a video camera in your face and so on and so forth. It's not, it's not comfortable. I, I can't say that I really enjoy, doing it it's another full-time job but you know it's also enabled me to to get to a different place and help so many other people um so i think you know of course jeff you know the 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 things that you've done since 2009 to become successful at what you do are very important but i'm challenging you to actually step up your personal brand and uh, and start to see the inbound leads that come your way as a result of people who knowing knowing who you are. I've done one po- uh, blog blog post, and I'm, you know I have a, a series of ideas of, w- of what to do for the next ones. Oh. And, you know, um, also trying to do a podcast, just trying to figure out exactly what to do. I have I have a 
pretty decent idea trying to focus on New York City, but not the New York City typical skyscraper buildings. You know, the more the not the it's called not the skyscrapers, and you know everything else that's going on. You know that that isn't you know um, the the large buildings. Yeah, that, well, that's a great idea, and I think you know, like like Kyle with his podcast, you'll you'll be able to use that to you know get to people that you maybe couldn't have gotten to without a podcast, right? Because when you reach, you have a, a podcast that has some credibility. You're able to, you know, reach out to folks that, uh, you know, Kyle's had some some of the most famous restaurateurs on his podcast, and he's not asking them to do business with him. He's just asking them to be a guest on his podcast, and that's a really nice, you know, way to establish a relationship with somebody that you'd want to know in business without, uh, you know, trying to, to to solicit them for business. Yeah, I mean that for me that has been. That's exactly it. And it's, you know, people love to talk about themselves as number one. But yeah, I mean, I start, even I start to think, I'm like, am I doing too much? This is, but then I'm like, I'm having conversations with people that I would never have access to. I'm not going to be, I would never be able to pick up the phone and call uh, Aaron Novishin from, from Starbird uh, and, and, and the Culinary Edge to talk to him about anything or the CEO of Biscuit Belly or the founder of the Little Greek uh, or the CFO of Tender Greens if I didn't have a show and I'm talking to them and I'm not pitching them, but I want to know their thoughts on the industry, on real estate, on technology, on the labor issue, on the wage issue. And, you know, hopefully maybe they think of me later on when they get a follow-up email for thanks for being on the show or somebody sees it and they say, wow, this, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. I like the questions he's asking. He's talking to some people who know their, know the business. And, and yeah, it definitely has been helpful in, in driving top of the line awareness for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, guys. I got to run for a call, but I uh, appreciate everything. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, for thanks so much. All right, cool. We're, we're, we're coming up on the hour here. Would, would anybody else want to jump up here? Or we I'll can, tell you, my, uh, my, oh, man. My, my initial thing was to kind of. I was like, well, Jeff, what are you doing for marketing now? Well, what do you do for marketing now? But he's got a good approach. I think a lot of people are in that situation. And he was a good example of like somebody to, to that's that's the position they're in. This is what I do. I would you're better off cold calling somebody. I mean, just that phrase initially sent like a shiver in my spine, but that's 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 a perfect example of somebody who has to try to now jump into this. I don't know, it's that's that's gonna be a challenge, but I I think it's something they're gonna have to navigate moving forward. I, I I love I I knew that uh, I knew that there was shock waves going up and down your spine. <laughs> I jumped in to to to, to kind of uh, calm you down. Yeah, you, you know. I, well, listen, you you, ha- you have to know your audience, man. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day, you know, I don't I don't think that first off, you know, office leasing is not as creative as retail, which is why I don't do it. Um, you know, like. Uh, uh, the CEO wants to want, wants X amount of square feet near his house. Uh, can you help with that? No, I'm good. No, Thanks. no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day though, it's, you know, it's our job to be able to, you know, help. Like I truly, I truly believe by the way, that if Jeff grows the balls to actually grow his social profile and stick with it, that he's going to make more money. End of, end oh, of yeah. story. Yeah. Because well, nobody's doing it. 
Yeah. And if he starts that podcast, I mean, that alone is huge. And Kyle, you've seen the return on it just with the relationships you've made and really, and truly it's, I, I hear this and I say this all the time is your net worth. Is it your net worth is your network or your network is your net worth? (laughs) It's the latter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I, you know, but I think again, it's, it's really, if, Guys, think about how it's nerve wracking to even doing what we're doing right now. Like, you know, it's so second nature to us. But I think for so many people, like being on Clubhouse and staring at this screen with, you know, our faces on it, I don't even know who's looking at it. And I don't, wouldn't even think about that. But it's like this is <laughs> nature because we get our reps in. But I just want to point out how everybody lives in fear of other people's opinions. Oh yeah. By the way, that's the most I got out of like, like, you know, what Jeff, where, where Jeff was coming from. I think he has this. And the best part is that he's actually thinking about the podcast and the other things. Right. So why are you thinking about him if cold calling is the answer? Right. So he knows that he has to evolve. And I'm just using Jeff as an example. He knows he has to evolve. But he's having a tough time getting started, and I bet a lot of that is out of insecurity because if he were to pick up a video camera and put himself out in the universe, all of his big bad office broker buddies would be like, Jeff, you're a big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. The second Jeff walks into the office and he's like, hey, guys, I walk into work, they're going to be like. Dude, what are you doing? And that's going to be enough for him to be like, oh, you're, you're, you're right. This is crazy. Why am I doing this? And he'll, he'll shut it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then his, uh, you know, it, God forbid his wife said that or his kids said that. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. And I like the, I like the comment that Eddie said that he like they like my hat. The hat has to come every week. <laughs> that hat's phenomenal. Yeah. I have a Fourth of July one too. It's hey, got a it's got an American flag wrapped around it. I love that uh, Morgan, Kyle, and I voted that we love the hat. So they've been like texting about the hat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he wanted to know where my hat was, so I put this. One so that's on. why you put it on. <laughs> I mean, I think if, if, if you guys would see the Morgan's had this setup over there, that hat just fixes whatever else you guys got planned for the weekend. I think you have to have that hat on until Monday at least. I know. Hey, Fourth of July, man. That's Let's it. Go. Um, and like that, I think for the next for next week's show, we got to show up hats like that. <laughs> and I wanted to say this: is if if I was with another brokerage or a traditional brokerage, I wouldn't be able to one wear this little tank top I have on, and or wear this hat. I'd be like, okay, I gotta like look professional, blah blah blah. So that's what I love about our fam, and two. This is a really big change for me as well because one, I've never hosted anything, especially on Clubhouse. Yeah. Um, I've really stepped out of my comfort zone being a part of this. And it's actually just being a part of it has made me grow and it's helped me be more comfortable with one, having a conversation, two, being in front of camera. So it literally is just about doing. Once you do more, you gain more confidence. And yeah. whatever you're doing, so I think that's huge too. I think well, I mean, Morgan, it's been so fun to be a part of your of your journey. And you know, like I, I we were on a call 
yesterday or the day before where somebody complimented your Instagram profile. I know. Watching you light up a that was, you know, was so awesome because, you know, we know how much work it is to, to, to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another full-time job. So when people actually, you know, notice what goes into it and compliment you, it's, it feels so good. Cause it, you know, it, it makes you realize that there's, you know, there's people out there that actually appreciate what goes into it. And it's nice to hear. Yeah. And I think that's a such a huge compliment. When someone tells me I love your Instagram, I'm like, yes. Yeah. And like uh, you said, it lights me up. It does. It's great. And I, you know, and I will point out also, I feel like, I feel like for, for, you know, Kyle and I who are at it so long with, with creating content and, and, you know, being kind of at the cutting edge of, of, uh, commercial real estate and digital media, um, you know, we kind of forget how, how good it feels to have other people that are like-minded around us to help encourage and, and support. And that's why with the digital army, it's been, you know, such an amazing thing because I think for people like Jeff, if they're just getting started, when they're hearing the negative feedback from people because they're actually saying it out of their own insecurity because they realize that if Jeff sticks with it, he's going to surpass them. You know, they're almost like shitting on him to make themselves feel better. The digital army like has your back. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, yeah. it's I love dope. It. I, love I mean, it. we have that too. It's Saber, obviously. You know, so, I mean, it's almost like, you know, the, it goes hand in hand. But for, for people that are in Saber, it's it's super awesome that, you know, that we're able to, to support one another in the industry as a whole, because that's really what this whole thing's about. I love yeah, this Allison comment that Allison, yeah. yeah, other people's reactions have more to do with them and their own limitations than anything about you. It's a reflection on themselves and how they think about themselves. So yeah. Allison, totally 100% agree. Thanks for that input. That's awesome. And Allison, I think is, is hosting the, the digital army clubhouse that's coming up in a minute ago. Right now. And right now. <laughs> All right. Well, this is great. I, I love the comments and interactive uh, stuff on LinkedIn. So we had a little bit of a bumpy start, but all things considered, I think we pulled it off. So I think maybe we'll, we will stick with this or we'll, we'll kick it around, see what works. But now we have the video content here. We're just drowning people out left and right. I love it. Yeah. So come with us and, and, and be a part of it. Love it, guys. So That's exciting. Alarm you. All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Happy Fourth of July. Forth, everybody. And we'll see everyone next week.